To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. sarcasm.com slash donate any amounts appreciated go ahead and hit me up on instagram at positive underscore sarcasm go ahead and hit me up on my other channels positive sarcasm reaction you can check out my old concept channel positive sarcasm um, you can email me through my website positive sarcasm in the contact section or you can email me directly positive sarcasm at outlook.com um, if you're um, getting ready for a fitness show your competitive physique competitive bodybuilder um, go ahead and email me with whatever you whatever you need your cut to be. I do cuts for people all over the world. Uh, good luck in your next batch of shows. Um, and of course, the Weeble app is available available in the affiliate link is is in the description down below. Go ahead and sign yourself up. It's super important because there's no contracts. There's nothing that you just you're signing up to invest in the stock market or to use their awesome new cash management system, which is basically a savings account. That is federally insured, which means you're not going to lose a dime, okay? And you just put a little bit of money in the account, and as soon as you do, you'll get free stocks once you're verified, and I'll get free stocks simply by you signing up the account. You can sell those stocks. You can keep those stocks. It's really up to you. You can transfer them to a loved one, uh, but at the end of the day, you'll have that extra money, and you'll be signing up for right now, I believe it's up to 5%. So... Go ahead and make that little, have your money at least work for you. But people are like, I live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it's like, I know. That's the whole point. You take a little bit of that paycheck and you put it in a savings account or in the stock market so you can accumulate more monthly dividends or something like that. Everybody, I get, I understand there are people that are truly living paycheck to paycheck. Um, guess what? We all are. Everybody lives paycheck to paycheck. If you go to a job, you get paid every week or every other week or twice a month or once a month. That's how it works. Living paycheck to paycheck is a generalized term that is not completely uh, honest in its meaning. When you live paycheck to paycheck, it's you go to work and then you get paid. All right. And then you take that money and you split it up into rent. You split it up into food. You split it up into insurance. You split it up into your car. And then you take a little bit. A little bit that you would have spent on coffee, on movie subscriptions, on uh, useless bullshit. You take that $10 a week, sometimes it's like 30 or 40 and you put that into an account. And then you let that account grow. And then you do this for two years. Okay? And then you see what happens. Now, I've beaten you over the head with it. I'm going to beat you over the head with it again. Now, like I said, once again, Weeble is available in the description down below. Use it. Seriously, it's good. Um, doesn't cost you anything. Just the power of investing and the, and the power just the power to invest using simply your cell phone, your tablet, lab, laptop, or PC. I do want to talk again because people clearly aren't getting the hint about saving uh, or about how to properly allocate your funds. If you are a person who's not billions of dollars in debt, you still have a shot at this. I understand there are people, they have car payments. They have crazy car payments. I'm going to assume that the average person has like a $15,000 uh, car payment. Not monthly, God forbid. If you do, kill yourself. But I mean, you have like 15 to 20 grand. You have like a used car or something like that. Okay. Or you have college loans. Okay. That is your fucking problem. Nobody else is yours. You decided to go get that pre-owned car or that, that car that has now you're now thousands of dollars of debt into. And you also have this college debt. That's on you. You're going to basically take from this conversation how much money it costs for you monthly to do that. And you're going to you're going to deduct that. Okay? Because that's a penalty for you. And you have to deal with it. Now... Good for you for having reliable transportation. It is your job to figure out when is this car going to be valuable. So let's just say, so college loans, you're fucked either way. 
Um, you're not getting forgiven. This is not happening. But the card thing is something that we can focus on here. So let's say you have a car that's worth trade-in value or private sale. It's worth like 10, 12 grand. And you owe 15 on it. All right. Your, your number one responsibility at this point is to get it down. If this car is something that's going to be a liability to you in about 20, 30, 40, 50,000 miles, okay. There, you can go online and you can be like, all right, when do problems for this car, uh, when does real serious expensive service, because it's like, oh, well, I have an extended warranty. That shit runs out eventually. Okay. And you don't have to deal with it because it's like, okay, well, this car is under, covered under warranty. We can get it repaired for you. Well, all right. What am I going to drive in the meantime? Do you think they're going to give you a loaner? They're not giving you a fucking loaner. Get the fuck out of here. They're not giving you anything. They can't afford to. Do you understand? We're in a situation right now this in, in this environment where they don't, they're not in a position to give you anything and they'll even argue against the warranty. So this is not stuff you want to waste your time with. But if let's just get back to basics here. It's like something is going to happen to your car eventually. All right, it's just gonna be. It's not really in your control once you start getting into those mileage territories. But it's like you can look this up and be like, all right, I own this car. When do problems start to emerge for this car? At around 80 to 120,000 miles, these issues start to occur. You, slippery transmission, power steering, uh, brakes, you know, valve covers, blah, 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 whatever. Name something in there. Uh, differential. All right, when did that start happening? Around 100,000 miles. How many miles do I have on it now? 60. All right. I need to find something that is more reliable in higher mileage situations and get a hold of that car and get rid of this car. Well, I'm upside down by about three or f by what we have 15. So you owe 15. It's worth 12. All right. You're going to start making extra payments on it with that money that you're going to pull from these other situations that we're talking about here, whether it's, uh, you know, Netflix subscriptions, food that your uh, restaurants that you're going out to eat, you're going to get this car to you're going to get this to an even level where you can get rid of this car altogether. All right? And get you in a situation where even though you're still paying for this car, you're also going to be paying for repair bills too. You're either paying for one or the other. You're either paying your car bill or you're paying for repairs on a car that you have no car payment on. It's got to be one of the two. All right? Now People who have tons of money or doing really well at their job and they're not really worried about this stuff, fine. Disregard this podcast. You don't need me. You're obviously doing something where you don't give a shit about all the little nitpicky stuff right here. But if everybody's going to be complaining that they're living paycheck to paycheck, um, which doesn't really mean anything to me, um, then you're going to need – you're going to have to really take a look at your finances and be like, okay – all this stuff here that I'm about to point out to you, you are 100% guilty of having, and you need to immediately remove it if you're going to want to find that extra money to help yourself get ahead in the next couple of years. And one of them is definitely paying down some of those high debts and getting rid of them as soon as possible. So if you have a car that's worth 15 grand, it's worth excuse me, worth 12 grand. You owe 15 on it. You got to get it down to zero. You got to get it down to excuse me, 12, where you can basically break even on this thing, pay off the loan, and go find something that is cheaper and more reliable. So this is a, just an extra bonus thing. I didn't even really want to talk about this, but if you happen to have a car that you owe too much on and it's worth just a little bit less, you can even out, pay it down. And once you get that point where it's like, okay, it's near that marker, sell it, get it the fuck out of there and go find something else. And honestly, go find something older because back in the 90s and early 2000s, they made cars that were very modular, that you could get cheap parts for, that you could repair rather easily. They weren't; ex they were very cheap to repair. You know, few hundred dollar repair bills, parts that are you know less than thirty to thirty bucks. Some part, you know, it, it, or stuff that you could find in a junkyard. Make a relationship with a local mechanic who is going to be on your side. You don't want to keep taking this taking your car to like a VIP or to a dealership because the dealership is going to rape you for every dime that you have or eventually will not have. So you need to establish a relationship with a 
local technician or a local mechanic or a local shop that uh, has a reputation of taking care of its clients. Okay, not somebody. And I'm not talking about somebody who's going to pass you uh, with a shitty rust bucket. All right, although that might come in handy because you know the car is pretty reliable. But these are scenarios. This is one one thing that we're gonna. It's actually number two on my list. So I guess we'll start there. Cars, new versus pre-owned. There's no reason in buying a new car. None. Not at all. Okay. If you plan on if you need something newer, the best thing that you could probably do, if the lease rates are promising, is to lease. If you're going to go with a new car, lease it. Leasing it, it's closed in. Okay, there's no more open-end leasing. So basically, they have a program. It's this car with this money down. You drive it for two years or 36 months or 48 months. And at the end of it, and as long as you stay underneath that mileage, you get the keys back. It's usually like between 12 and 15,000 miles. You hand off the keys. All everything that's break, everything that breaks is warranty basically. You hand the keys back. You hold nothing. You own nothing. And that's it. So if you want to go new, you get a lease. Simple as that. Um, as far as pre-owned cars, you can find late, uh, early, late 90s and early 2000s cars. Generally, they're American or even actually Japanese uh, for between four and seven thousand dollars, and some of them actually a decent amount if you look enough on like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever, uh, or on Cars.com or Auto Trader, you can find them with like fifty, sixty thousand miles on them. And an American car back in the 90s with that little of miles on it was a gem, extremely extremely reliable. Good on fuel, plenty of seating, comfy as hell to drive, and like I said, the, the repair bill, because the cars have been around for so long and they're very modular, intermodular parts, they're easy to fix, and you're back on the road. Okay, maybe it doesn't have Apple CarPlay. Oh my God, I'm so fucking sorry, but you can have a deck installed in this thing if you really, really wanted to for next to nothing, um, or you can get like a car plug-in, and then you're good to go. You know, these these are things to consider. Now, twenty, but basically, twenty-year-old cars compared to right now, as far as getting like repair bills of parts and repairs and all that stuff, right now, the early, you know, the late model Fords or excuse me, the early model Fords from two thousands and nineties, they you couldn't beat them. They were bulletproof. Uh, the same thing with a lot of the GM cars, not the Dodge ones. Don't go with the Chrysler ones. Or like maybe Toyota or an older Lexus, you could. You can absolutely do this. It'll get you to work. It'll get you where you need to go. It's perfect for people who want to, who are looking to save money, who are in this I'm living paycheck to paycheck environment. And I don't know how to get out of it. This is this is actually pretty simple to help you get out of it. Number one is your car. Your car should be helping you make money. You should not be going to your job or to your business just so you can pay for your car. That is the complete opposite thing. You shouldn't be paying four, five, three even. You shouldn't be paying more than $250 a month for a car, all right? You, a $5,000 car, all right, before, when, before rates went up so damn high, was a $150 month payment. Not even, it was like 100, excuse me. It was like, a, I had a Pontiac Grand Prix supercharged, like I threw 500 bucks down, it was like a hundred dollars a month to drive that thing. I think it was sweet. It was sexy too, and it was fast as shit. So you can do you can do this if you're smart, but the, or you want to become smart, or you want to become efficiently smart. But either way, like when it comes to cars, you lease new, pre-owned, you go as cheap and as an American or Toyota Japanese as possible, or you find yourself an older Honda. It is available if you look. Okay. If you expand, if you want to drive 50, 60 miles to go find that car, go do it. Some people just need a front-wheel drive car. Other people, I mean, I drove by a perfectly good Mustang GT Coupe. That's a super reliable car um, for $5,900. The only reason I wouldn't buy it is because it's an automatic, and you don't buy Mustangs and automatics. What? Well, not saying. First of all, a Mustang, an automatic Mustang, is very reliable. It's very reliable. However, it's just 
it is at the end of the day it is a v8 mustang okay cool um on top of that it was a very reliable year it was the same year as mine and if it, even though you if you want a cool sports car to drive around but you can't drive it in the winter time you can go get yourself a cheap beater um for the winter time and then you could put that thing away so there are ways to be cool and have something reliable at the same time driving around in a nice mustang for between five and seven grand it's very very doable right now Camaro, old camaros so 80s camaros and 90s camaros you can find one right now between five and seven grand mustangs from the 90s mustangs from the early 2000s they're available between five and seven grand ultra reliable so if you want a cool muscle car they're also available for you you don't have to drive around in a 92 1992 tempo if you don't want to okay but that's cars that was number two on the list now as far as other items excuse me as far as other items furniture all right ikea or fucking goodwill or walmart what are we doing here first of all if you shop at ikea you're probably a chick or a soy-based male there's no reason for you to be shopping ikea ikea i don't know why ikea exists but it shouldn't there's no reason to shop for soulless furniture at ikea there's nothing there that appeases me there's nothing there that ha- i ha- that I go look at that, I go, I have to have this. All right? I've met people who buy, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred, or two thousand dollar furniture. Or, excuse me, just couches, sofas to sit on. You realize those things in about two or three years, you find them on the fucking sidewalk for free? So, what are we doing here? Honestly, you want, you want something with a little bit of charm. I get people don't want to buy sofas that have already been sat in. There are actually very, very, if you look, there are very, very affordable stuff that you can buy brand new from a lot of places. Maybe it's Walmart or maybe it's on like an online broker through Slick Deals. And Slick Deals is like, hey, come check out the sofa. It's only like a couple hundred bucks. Boom, couple hundred bucks. Now you get a nice little sofa you can sit on. Or Walmart has right now the Stoy Hill, their Stiver Hill or whatever the fuck it is. It looks nice. It looks comfy. It's $130. You can go ahead and set that up for next to nothing turns into a so turns into like a little bed but you know honestly my my opinion to you drive through a rich neighborhood and i don't mean a city a city neighborhood i mean like a countryside neighborhood with where the the zip codes are expensive those people get rid of shit all the time all the time i just picked up two two freaking club chairs that swivel granted i had to put um I just put friggin' uh, uh, seat covers, uh, brand new seat covers on the, cu- or brand new cushion covers on. Granted, they look like Monique's underwear, but it really is super comfy. They're gonna be restored for next to nothing, and they're gonna be a great addition to the new spare parts studio that'll be coming up in a couple of years. It's really awesome, I d- and I paid nothing for them, and the additions will be dirt cheap. So why are you going to IKEA to buy soulless furniture when you can A find it on the side of the road, B, you can go if you're gonna spend hundreds of dollars on a computer desk so you could work at home, or you could go to like Goodwill or Salvation Army or or a vintage shop and you can go pick one up there for between twenty and fifty bucks. So you can put your stupid laptop on there and you're good to go. And it's got charm and it's it's actual craftsmanship that wasn't three D that wasn't three D printed. So, saving your money, you go and buy something brand new from a store, you're going to spend, now you're spending hundreds of dollars. Okay, now you're in the hundreds of dollars. You go to a secondhand store, or you go to a vintage store, you're now in the 20, you're now in the tens of dollars. Okay, there's that grocery money that you've been looking for all month. What's next on the list? Oh, we got more. Okay. And these are things that I have done. All these things that I have done to help me get ahead. And they will work for me. They'll work for you. All right. Clothes. Clothes is a big thing. Now, obviously, it's like, oh, I'm not going to shop at Walmart. You don't have to. I get it. I know you don't want to be wearing George's dress shoes. But there are ways to go around this. First of all, you can go shop at TJ Maxx. You can go shop at uh, 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 Burlington Coat Factory or Marshall's. Um or Old Navy, 
and you don't have to wear stuff that says made in China on it. Believe me, everything that I buy now, um, I mean, maybe with the exception of like something I grab at a secondhand store, um, like Goodwill or Salvation Army, where everybody shops, all the chicks, all the smart chicks shop there. And all the woke chicks also shop there. So, it, I mean, obviously for guys, you just need some, sh- you just, some, you know, about a half a dozen dresses. Honestly, for me, I'd recommend to a male, professional male, a ha- minimum, half a dozen dress pants or mixes of dress pants and chinos, um, two to three pairs of shoes, as far as dress shoes, and a pair of sneakers that you can train in. All right. Now, you can go online and get really nice dress shoes, like actual leather or suede dress shoes that are Italian or Spanish. And you can get them. Uh, they basically were worn once at a wedding and then never worn again. And you can get them for like between 15 and 20 bucks. And there's your really nice expensive pair of dress shoes for next to nothing. Sneakers are cheap. Okay, you can go on slickdeals.com, slickdeals.net. You can go find yourself a pair of sick Adidas for like 20 bucks or a pair of Pumas for 20 bucks. And there you go. There's your pair of dress shoes. You're done. You go to the Salvation Army. You go to Goodwill. They got brand new socks and stuff like that for next to nothing. You're golden, bro. You go to TJ Maxx. You go to Marshalls. You go to the clearance section where they're literally selling boxer briefs. Always boxer briefs. Okay, never tidy whities and no longer boxers. You go there, you get a huge pair of them for like six to eight bucks. They also got undershirts, sometimes V-necks. So you go, you get yourself some really nice crew necks or some V-necks in different colors, gray, black, blue, and white. And they generally have like a logo so it doesn't look completely like a bitch beater. And you throw all those into your collection of, I just need to throw on a shirt and go. You don't need to get ultra expensive with your shoes. You need, your clothes need to wear you. And I say that because you need to look good. You need to be strong. You could buy the nicest dress shirt available. If you don't look good in it, it doesn't matter. You need to fucking wear those threads. They need to roll along your arms and over your chest and on your traps. They need to form fit to you. And I don't mean that by saying, oh, well, it's too big. You know, buy small or buy mediums. No, you need to be a man enough to buy a large and once it goes through the wash and dryer, fit you quite nicely. So you need to take the places that you, I mean, if it, it used to be JC Penney's to get uh, inexpensive, nice clothes. Not anymore. Macy's, not anymore. Never to begin with. Um, you need to remove those places completely because they're dying anyways. So you need to go to the secondhand stores, the Goodwills, the Salvation Armies. And you need to go to Old Navy because Old Navy, you can pick up a few things here and there. And TJ Maxx. And just every once in a while, hey, that place is open. Stop in. Look for red tag items. Be like, that one and that one. Oh, sweet. A new pair of uh, shirts. Perfect. Six bucks. You just did your clothes shopping. And you look great. And you look great. So now you have clothes. You have, you know, decent pairs of chinos and for next to nothing. Okay. Chinos will last you a lot longer because they're a little bit more of a durable fabric. We've already got your shoes covered. Okay. We've got your furniture covered. All right. Now you can get mattresses for a couple hundred bucks, maybe even less. I mean, I have a queen size mattress. If you don't need that much room, maybe you need like a full size mattress. It's going to cost you even less. And there's plenty of deals on, on slickdeals.net. You can go and you can go find, you know, relatively comfortable beds to sleep in for not a lot of money. So we're now now we're giving you a place to sleep. We're finding you furniture that you can sit on. We're finding computer desks that you can do your work at home or your podcast or your team meetings or whatever it is for le- for not a lot of money. Now. We're missing the one important thing here, though. Where are you going to live? Where are you going to put this stuff? Everybody's saying that houses are too damn expensive. Everybody's saying that rent is too damn expensive. I get it. And I agree with you. There is a definitely considerable... First of all, um, at least in my neck of the woods, getting a place to live is still an option. Okay? It is. Finding a place to live is still an option. Now, there are, I understand some people have stipulations like they have a dog with a restricted breed. I don't have that problem. At least I don't because I made smart decisions. So there are places available near the seacoast. My suggestion to anybody, if you're driving to work every single day, you should be living less than 20 minutes from your job. 
no more than 20, 20, 25 minutes tops. But generally, pick a place where check this check travel times. And if the average is about 15 to 20 minutes, that's where you should be looking. So I looked around and I saw, yeah, I saw 1,700, I saw 1,800, I saw 2,000. But if you just need a one-bedroom place to just chill out and get your and get your freaking your route started, you can find places. I found one uh, in where is this? This is Newmarket. Newmarket is a 15-minute drive to the the beautiful city of Portsmouth, or to Hampton, or to Epping, or to Exeter. It's next. It's right there, or to or to the college town. You have so many places that you can jump to within 15 to 20 minutes so you're not put, racking up the mileage on your car to make it even le- to make it less reliable so for 1300 bucks you got a spot in a nice town that you could start okay one bedroom a decent enough amount uh, enough of amount of square footage that you can you know make it your own and then start saving up for a house which is once you get an apartment that's the first thing you should do is immediately start saving up for a house if you're not living with your parents and you're making that, you got that chunk that you're using to put towards a house. First of all, I would wait because the freaking rates right now are way too damn high. They could go higher, but I don't think they can go uh, a point or two more without things really starting to crack. Now, what have we covered? Furniture. We've talked about how you should always be buying secondhand, driving through neighborhoods and picking shit up at, the, at, your, at will. And look, if you don't even like this stuff, you can always sell it. And you just like, I can get the number low enough where somebody's like, oh, damn, that's cheap. They'll come and pick it up. They don't care what it is half the time. And sh- first of all, if people want to give you stuff for free, people give away free stuff all the time. Take it. Whatever it is, take it. Don't think of it as freeloading. People are wanting to get rid of stuff. Now is your opportunity to either A, make money off the stuff that they give you, or B, utilize it as a convenience in your own life, even if it's a fucking toaster. All right? Now you got nice toasty bread, and you don't have to spend that 10 bucks to go get a toaster yourself. You now have a free toaster. And when you are a person, and when you people realize that you're a person that will take free stuff, they'll start finding more shit to give you. Okay? More, it will, it will accumulate. And sell what you hate, keep what you need all right i'm literally looking at all kinds of stuff here that cost me next to nothing and i'll go through all of it with you so when it comes to free stuff take it take it stay organized so you have a place to put it now next on the list subscriptions netflix amazon prime espn plus uh uh, pandora that's the one i have that's the one one i have it's five dollars Okay, five bucks a month. I can handle that. That's not bad. But when you start racking up Amazon Prime, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, ooh, ooh, it's getting rough. That is not necessary. Now you're now you're literally just throwing money away. Okay. Oh, so you can see the you know the freaking reboot of the reboot of the reboot of the Little Mermaid. It's not necessary. So. As far as like, if but what about entertainment? Well, if you want, generally people watch stuff on Instagram or they watch stuff on on YouTube for free or they watch stuff on Rumble for free. There's other places to get entertainment too. I actually have a list here. I just popped up free movie sites. Is this it? Yeah, there's a ton of them. Okay, so free movies. Top t- uh, ten Netflix alternatives that will keep you entertained. And let's see, we got Crackle, which is free. IMDb TV, which I believe is free. Hoopla, which is free. Internet Archive, which is free. Canopy is free. Uh, Peacock, I believe, has a free tier. Pluto TV is definitely free. Roku, I believe, has a free channel. Tubi is 100% free. With And these are all movies and TV shows. Uh, Voodoo ha- has, is free. So there's a bunch of things that you, a bunch of places uh, that you can go and get free entertainment. You don't need to be spending money on the stuff that you actually don't even watch to begin with. You're just going... So what, do you want to buy Netflix so you can pick some stupid-ass freaking series that you can go ahead and just make the time pass? That's not necessary. There's a lot of... You can find plenty of things to entertain you or be informed or to get knowledge or news sources from on all these free atmospheres. 
all these free uh, archive locations or, or streaming services. Spotify is, is also free. And iHeartRadio is free. And uh, podcasts are free. So there is all that that you can do for next to nothing. Or actually, excuse me, for nothing. You don't have to spend any money. So now we have, so say you're spending, you know, 50 bucks on uh, on streaming services. You don't have to anymore. Now you've got that 20 to, 25 to $50 that you can put in savings or help pay down your car or help pay down your college loans, which are restarting in October. There's, this will help you get ahead or avoid, avoid the inevitable destruction that is your finances. So what else is there? Tech, tech. Okay, tech is another thing. So games, movies, cell phones, computers. First of all, there's a freaking... Did I just pull up a computer right here? Here we go. So if you need a computer, just a computer that... If it's a work computer or a home computer or a, a, a college... You're in college and you need a computer or something like that, there's... Here's one uh, that I found. Just right off the top of that. And, and these are... They, they get cheaper, too. This is a Dell Latitude. Uh, this is, what, a 8th Gen i5... 8th gen 16 gigs of ram that's perfect 14 inches this is a perfect little laptop it's got all the stuff on it comes with windows 10 um this is perfect basically they come brand new or certified refurbs this is an awesome see details to purchase okay cool let's go ahead and look at it a little bit more sorry my internet's been fucking dying for a little bit um, yeah, it's a great little computer. 16 gigs of RAM with an 8th gen i5 processor and Windows 10. That's an awesome machine. You can't go, you can't go wrong with that. If you need a computer um, with, a, with a decent battery life and all, and all the, you know, HD graphics, HD, uh, you can plug it into a monitor, you know, a nice HD monitor. It's got a 14-inch screen, which isn't bad. Uh, generally, I prefer like a 15-inch screen, but hey, you know, whatever. But that is, that's a great way to get started. So you got your laptop, which means you're in the world. You can access the world now. What else we got going on? Oh yeah, so my my setup. Um, I also have a Dell right in front of me, but this mine was free. Mine was given to me because it simply wasn't working correctly. I knew what the problem was because it says the power the power adapter was no good. I swapped it out for two dollars. And now I got a fully functioning laptop with a shit ton of memory. And it's an i7. It's a fifth gen i7. It's great. It's awesome. Runs just about everything I need. And all the amenities that are attached to it. Um, I have a multi-port dock. That was that that was free. The Logitech wireless keyboard that I have in front of me. Um, that was like a $10, $15 cut. And then the uh, wireless adapters. Those cost nothing. Uh, because the one inside this failed. So I had I got one for extra cheap. I have a, uh, a little um, tiny portable mouse that comes with it. That cost me nothing because people throw around mouses and USB thingies like they're, they're, like they're candy now. Um, extra amenities that I got for it. I have a 27-inch uh, HD monitor for it. That cost me nothing because people throw those things away all the time. So I have that. Uh, what else do I have on top? I have a desk that I found. That was free. Desks upon desks for days. I have my tripod stand. And I just switched out my um, camera that I was using for all of my video recordings here. And there's actually no difference. The one that was I was using was a Sony AX33 uh, HD Handycam, which is like a beast. And honestly, the video quality is the same. And I'm using a, what I just found was a Logitech HD920. And this thing is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It uses less power because it only needs USB. Whereas the Handycam was always plugged in. This doesn't need it. It takes up less space. It's perfect. It cost me $4.99. I found it at the Salvation Army. I've always wanted this one because I knew the video quality was good on it. So I hooked it up. I tested it a little bit in day and in night and see how it reacts to like weather and stuff. It, it's, it's awesome. I love it. And it cost me a few bucks. And now it's my go-to. So now if I ever decide to attach uh, a couple, you know, a couple cameras, now I have the option of like I used to. I have 
two cameras I can attach to this laptop so I can do guests and stuff like that and they can have their own camera lens and just in case I just unless I decide to go widescreen like I used to but this whole setup I mean let's see the uh, the new uh, lighting system that was like what 10 bucks and these articulating arms I've had for forever and this microphone was a gift so I mean the most expensive thing here is probably the American PS flag because I commissioned that but all the but all the furniture that's sitting here that all the stuff is sitting on cost me nothing all right what else can you look now so laptop 150 bucks that's your that's your marker to go find something if you're really tech savvy you can do it for probably half that price and you can find something with like 75 80 dollars but if you just want an all-in-one something looking really like looking like you know it's got all the amenities you need to just open it up and get rolling 150 200 bucks and you're rolling um what else we got online okay oh as far as yeah video subscriptions like i said get rid of that shit all of it all of it there's tons of entertainment out there and inf and informative documentaries and stuff like that for free okay also on top of that you have uh online shopping you have amazon you have ebay and then you have new hampshire craigslist you have craigslist and then you have facebook and then you have mercury now in my opinion as i've seen amazon not going to do you any good unless you want really quick delivery and as far as pricing goes ebay is in my opinion um you know as i've done some searching you know seven eight nine out of ten times ebay is got more stuff it's got more stuff and it's cheaper okay so there's tons of options when shopping online and i choose ebay because it is way cheaper but there are places like facebook marketplace if you want to find something pre-owned or something that just isn't getting used at all i wasn't used at all or there's mercury as well and there's we're talking about you could be saving hundreds of dollars when you start looking at this so amazon and ebay you'll be saving a few dollars probably by shopping with ebay but if you obviously go secondhand or refurbished or used you're saying you could be saving hundreds of dollars if you go that route now we've talked about um and of course if you're looking for cars craigslist or facebook marketplace that actually is a cheap method and an effective method for somebody to sell something or for somebody to buy something what else we got we've already talked about rent um if you I mean obviously if you're making the average income in so if you the average in new hampshire for salary is around like between 32 and 35 grand if you're just entry level maybe flipping burgers at mcdonald's working at dunkin donuts 15 to 16 bucks an hour but hell even five guys in the portsmouth region pays 21 dollars an hour and gives you free meals and gives you a matching 401k for 21 that's over forty thousand dollars so you're getting paid like close to like you know between 25 and three grand a month and you're getting perks out of this you just got to be willing to work because right now a lot of people aren't willing to work so there's a lot of availability in jobs which can do you a huge amount just by being willing to work you're gonna do good showing up and trying you're gonna get paid now obviously with rent 1300 is your basics you're going to have insurance you're going to have internet internet's not going to be cheap it's going to start out with like a cheap introductory thing for about two years it's going to be like 30 bucks and it's going to go up to 40 and it's going to go up to 50. um but by the time you actually start getting up there like to like 80 or 90 first of all you don't need that much the most that somebody needs is between 75 and 100 megabits i'm running on like a 450 megabit megabit strip you don't need that you really don't in reality a constant 75 to 150 megabit cut uh, line is going to end upload between 5 and 10 you're golden you're actually you're going to do just fine okay you're going to do just fine uh insurance is generally cheap because right now if you didn't want to have full coverage if you just wanted liability you're gonna be paying next to nothing if you feel like your insurance company is screwing you cut them loose and go find another one honestly you don't know them shit 
There's no loyalty in insurance. They don't want to pay you if you crash. Get real. Uh, on top of that, um, ooh, what's this? I don't shop at Costco. Fuck off. Now, another thing. So, talked about, I mean, honestly, the only amenity that you have in your house is like the heat, the hot water, the electric. Um, let's talk about the electric first of all. If you don't need it, turn it the fuck off. If you don't use it a lot, unplug it. When it comes to AC, don't try to freeze out your house. At night, if, it, if you feel good, turn off the AC. Open the fucking window, turn on the fan. It'll keep you cool at night. And then if you have, and it at if you leave for work for the day and you don't have animals, leave everything off. Leave everything off. If you have animals and you want to keep them cool, definitely turn on the AC. And then at night, turn the AC off and let the window open. It will save you a considerable amount of money. And that's the whole point of this episode, right? Is to help you save money so you can don't feel like you're just you're surviving paycheck to paycheck. That's the whole plan here. Um, heat in the wintertime? Yeah. Be ready. And obviously, you want your goal is to keep it above 60 degrees. So make sure you plan for that. Now, moving on. Here's another thing I threw in here just for the heck of it. Protection. All right. The First Amendment only exists because we have the Second Amendment. Second Amendment, obviously, with, um, you know, your ability to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed so the ability to protect yourself should be inexpensive now if you need a firearm but you don't have a lot of money all right obviously you can go with a revolver revolvers are cheap they'll cost you a couple hundred bucks but there is a super reliable gun out there called the ruger lcp it's a 380 it's available in six shots okay it's a very good gun um it's not a powerful gun but if you need a pocket rocket, it'll cost you around, I'd say about 250 bucks. 250 bucks, mass produced, very reliable. It's lightweight, it's discreet. Okay, and this will help protect you. If you want to, if you want to go for a revolver, you can go up in caliber. All right, and when I mean up in caliber, seriously, you can go to like 40, 38, 357. You can start getting into some heavier calibers that are much louder. But if you want to stay with a, you know, you know, you just toss a clip in and go, you can go with a Ruger LCP, 250 bucks, and you have protection. But if you want to go with a revolver, revolvers are super reliable. You get your six shots just like you do with your LCP. They're a little heavier, but these are your options. So for 250 bucks, you can consider yourself protected. Just in case that is something that you should that you concern yourself that you get concerned with. So, moving on here. Here's another expense that drives me fucking wild that I've talked about constantly. Um, coffee or tea. How much is it? You go to Dunkin' Donuts. You go to Aroma Jews. Joe's. No, Aroma Jews. <laughs> Aroma Joe's. You go to Starbucks. You go to Coffee Bean. How much you paying? Three fifty? Four dollars? Well, fuck. You shouldn't be doing that. You really shouldn't. If you're gonna be spending that money, you're better off literally just going get yourself getting yourself a French press, which is fifteen, twenty bucks. Do you know how to boil water? Learn. You can go get yourself like a little teapot that tells you it's ready by whistling really loudly. There you go. Doesn't take long. It takes about three minutes to boil yourself some hot water, and about three minutes to let your coffee sit in its in its in its French press. I recommend the steel ones because glass ones you always drop it in six months and it shadows everywhere and it's a big old mess. Um, but coffee th- for three dollars and fifty cents in two days you have enough money to go to like job lots or something and get yourself a big thing of ground uh, of grounded roast. And you have a whole bunch of coffee now that will last you basically the whole month instead of spending three, four dollars a day, which racks up. Okay, do you realize for two for two daily cups of coffee, 
you can go and buy shares of something that pay you monthly dividends. Did you know that? So you can go and spend money on an iced coffee. Or excuse me. Two days of iced coffees. Or you can go buy PSEC or PCF or Cornerstone. And they all pay monthly dividends. That you can accrue more stocks over time with. If you dedicate yourself to this. But the thing is, is that the amount of money you're wasting by buying coffee every single day or buying lunch every single day it's asinine you really this is where this is where you really start to to dial in that ability to save money and invest and move towards that future that you think is so out of reach nowadays because of everything you hear in the news this is where the real winners emerge from the circle here um, is when you stop buying coffee and when you start, stop going out and spending $10, $12 on a fucking meal that's not going to satisfy you. And tea? Tea is ultra cheap. You need a little caffeine, but you don't drink coffee? A little bit of, you know, just bring your tea bags to work. Boop, you're done. All set. No big deal. You're good to go. You're, and you're saving yourself a shit ton of money. Okay? Two days worth of buying coffee can get you a full bag of discount roast. Moving on. Uh, food and work. Yeah, food, work, lunch. You need to go out, obviously, and you need to allocate money. to Stay away from the middle aisles. When you go grocery shopping, you stay out of the middle aisles unless you're buying, like, olive oil or something like that. Olive oil or coconut oil. And just stay in the produce. If you, if you are a carbohydrates person, if you need carbohydrates, fine. Go get yourself the rice and go get yourself the fruit. Okay? And then, obviously, get some of your produce. And then just go and get your meats and your chickens and stuff like that. And obviously, go to the best place that has the best meats or the best meats, but they obviously have a lot of discounts. Like there's a place that I go to all the time that has tons of discounts on really fresh cuts of stuff. And it's it really has helped me uh, invest more, a lot more. The only thing I'm going to be switching up with is eggs because eggs are so poorly... Um, done now where you know the stuff that they feed them the environments that they live in and honestly that does pass on into your body because the malnutrition of an egg or of a chicken and an egg it does affect your body physically so it is worth it to spend the money to get really valuable uh, organic pasture raised so they're eating bugs and stuff because bugs are carnivorous just like my dog um so it pays you if you are an egg eater to do that so that is the thing buy your buy food and do this do the horseshoe method get your you know your vitamin or your vitamins your frozen vegetables because frozen vegetables are better than fresh vegetables when it comes to nutrient density um and then of course your cuts of meat and then boom get the hell out of there and stay out of the middle aisles you don't need the cereal you don't need any of that shit you'll save you will save a significant amount of money uh you probably won't save as much as i do but by following that process of you go there for the basic shit and you're out in five minutes, you'll see a huge difference in your grocery bill for the month. What else do we have? Oh, as far as cooking and stuff like that, um, crock pot is a simple way to cook. You just throw some vegetables and some meats in a crock pot and you just put it on low. And then by the end of the day, you've got super tasty food with some decent seasoning in it and boom you've got your meals for the next few days you've got no problems there now as far as where you shop for groceries uh, I obviously have my choices but I can tell you first and foremost to avoid Whole Foods because Whole Foods is a fucking racket and they want your whole paycheck and it's not worth shopping there for any reason whatsoever you're not saving money you're not getting and you're not getting the best quality ingredients in my opinion because you can go to your local grocery stores and get the same quality of stuff for less money. So it's not worth it to shop there. So go find another. So go research your local area for where it is. Uh, support your local communities if you can. And you're not going to do that if you're shopping at Amazon.com. Okay? You're just not. Amazon owns Whole Foods, by the way, in case you didn't know. So when it comes to furniture, we covered that. IKEA versus Walmart versus Goodwill. Cars, new versus pre-owned, getting out of those. Um, clothes, 
obviously buying secondhand. Subscriptions, there's a ton of free ones you can go out there for your entertainment. Uh, tech, when it comes to buying laptops and things like that, cheap. Cell phones, here's another one. Cell phones drive me fucking crazy. Do you know I could buy another Samsung Galaxy S9 Plus, which is a super capable cell phone cover that is able to do a lot of things and it's a sexy looking phone i can go buy another one that's completely unlocked online for 150 dollars 150 bucks brand new cell phone you iphone people i i can't i can't even oh it's a free phone with a new plan yeah the the, the price of the phone is built into the new plan stupid all right there's a reason i'm paying as little as i am for my cell phone coverage because i have the basic plan um, with my cell phone and there's Wi-Fi everywhere so I don't need all that stuff and Pandora doesn't require a ton of energy uh, excuse me a ton of uh, bandwidth to use so I don't need that unlimited data bullshit and probably you don't either so that being said cell phones another ridiculous expenditure That'll cost you monthly when you go and sign up for your new plan with your free phone or trade this one in, blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, get rid of that shit. Go get yourself something online that's brand new That's that was made several a couple of years ago. That's going to be perfect for you. 150 bucks, you got a brand new cell phone. Cell phones ain't cool anymore. They're just not. Cell phones ain't cool. Everybody's got the latest and greatest, so it ain't cool anymore. So you're not, what does it matter? Your cell phone goes in your pocket and it stays there. So that's not even something that you should be even be considered about. Cell phones cost 100 bucks, 150 bucks tops. Computers 130 to 175. I showed you there. And of course, the technology that you can use to support your computer or your or your cell phone is ultra cheap, if not free. So we covered furniture. We covered cars. We covered clothes. We covered subscriptions. We covered technology. We covered food. Free stuff. Online shopping, rent, internet, insurance, firearm protection, coffee, tea. Um, we covered food and work lunches. Obviously, food and work lunches, forget it. Uh, and then, of course, you know, not shopping at Whole Foods. And there's other ways I could be going on and on. But the idea of living paycheck to paycheck, for a lot of you, it's just an excuse for you to actually not do the needed if you really wanted the american dream that right there is a list for you to actually do it for you to actually achieve it it's like it starts with a minimal amount of savings but once you realize that you if you do these things that five and ten turns into twenty and thirty and fifty and a hundred and then when you start saving you add on the interest you know, within two to five years, you now have a good chunk of change. And if you've never bought a house before, you ha you have the luxury of the first-time homebuyers uh, uh, program. You also have the luxury of if you are in a low-cost area, which, honestly, you should be. Everybody's moving out of cities. There's no reason to live there anymore. It's more expensive in the cities. You're not as safe in the cities. The amenities suck. You're better off just living in, like, a small town that has access to local commercialized stuff. So you go, you live in, you know, whether you live in, in somewhere random Oklahoma or in New Hampshire or in a low tax, lower tax state, you're gonna have a lot of the luxuries you would if you were in a city. Honestly, this, even or if, with cars too, if you really, if, if cars are too expensive for you, go get your motorcycles license. You go get your motorcycles license. You can drive that during the summertime. Jeez, what's cheaper than a motorcycle when it comes to? registration when it comes to gas when it comes to actually purchasing one super cheap then in the winter time you could just have a little beater sometimes you even get company cars or you work at home so there's a lot of ways for you to actually manage you just have to learn how to manage your life and these are a lot of the options that you can do it with you know when it comes to i mean the coffee one for me is a no fucking brainer that's a no brainer the cell phone one is a no-brainer. The food one is a no-brainer. These are a lot of no-brainer ones that you can you can put into practice immediately. Even if you have college loans, even if you have a car that you're upside down with. These are all things that you can start doing right now 
and you will immediately see a financial difference by the time the month ends. And obviously the biggest worry for people is um, where to live. And in my opinion, you could still live comfortably in near the seacoast of this beautiful state, and it is a beautiful state, for not an arm-breaking amount of money. So if you have questions, concerns um, about some of these topics that I've brought up to you as far as saving money, please email me directly, leave comments down below. There's, I have, there's, there's definitely more that I haven't talked about, I'm sure, but you know, I live this lifestyle and I'm going to be living it even more because I really have some goals that I want to work on here. I have two cars. They're both paid off. I have all this technology. I owe money on none of it. I have a cell phone that's basically five years old right now. I could replace it for fucking pennies in the dollar. I'm not going to right now because I just don't need to. I'm always near a power source. My biggest expenditure probably is gas and food. And, but gas, thankfully, you know, wherever I want to go, I'm not far away. So I'm not even worried about that. And I can afford to pay that fucking $354 a gallon. Bring it on. Bring it on. Ain't going to stop me. I don't care at all. You know, I get a pretty good life that I worked hard to get using a lot of these methods right here and it's paying off all right and as far as like my gym membership I got rid of that a long time ago and put into effect that thing that I talked about about two years ago where I was going to make my own like home type gym I have pull up tower I have a pull whole pull up rack bench press I can squat I got two barbells I've got plenty of weights and I could work out every single day if I wanted to so I have ways of offsetting all of that. I don't have to spend that money per month. I hope you find some of these these useful. Honestly, if you start attacking all of these, you're going to find avenues of success in each one of these categories. But I suggest you start now because it's not going to get any easier down the road. So that being said, uh, I'm going to shut up for now. If you have questions, concerns, comments, email me directly. Go through my website if you want to, positivesarcasm.com, contact section. You can email, hit me up through Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Like, subscribe, share, donate, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. You want to also hit up that Weeble app. The affiliate link is in the, in the description down below. Sign up. you get free stocks. Cash management, the savings account, it's there for you. I highly recommend you use it. It'll tell you how much money you earn every single day. By putting money in the account, it just sits there. It'll tell you, oh, you're this many pennies a day. And it, and it, it will build up. I promise you, it'll build up. In the meantime, uh, I'm available on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. Uh, if you want to see the video version, audio version, anywhere where podcasts are available. In the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. <laughs>